When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My name is Joe Quazala. I'm your host. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's a little bit sad. With me, as always, my co-host, she, after over a year of this stuff, to her chagrin, is starting to know some things about the Rock and Roll Hall yes, of Fame. and it is also a little bit sad. Kristen Stuttered. Hi. <laughs> Hello, me. Kristen. Hi, guys. Uh, we've got, I think, our first sequel episode of our podcast We've replicated the conditions. The <laughs> cast has yes, returned. The cast has returned. Uh, and we're very excited the about this. The catering is not the same. Yeah. No, <laughs> no that's kind of not going to be exactly the same as the original. Uh, but we're very excited about this. Uh, and let me just kind of go around the horn. Very happy to have them back. I'll return guests. First up, we have uh, someone who was on the nominating committee for about eight years. He is a musician, songwriter, producer. Uh, he's worked with people like Jerry Lee Lewis and Brian Wilson. And he really helped to put this together here today, so I can't thank him enough. Andy Paley. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hello. Thank Hi, you. Andy. Mosh pit. Did it for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> people, people are really rioting wow. over your return. <laughs> Uh, then we've got uh, someone who was on the nominating committee for about 25 years, a music publicist, and making his third appearance on the show here today, Bob Merlis. Hola. Wow. Woo. Wow. Thank you for joining us, Bob. And then, of course, to round it out, uh, our third guest today. Very excited to have him. More, more, uh, more than rounding out. <laughs> yeah, the, the headliner, I'll say. Yeah. Here's our headliner. Uh, a Rock Hall inductee <laughs> himself. Uh, he has been on the nominating committee for as long as the Hall of Fame has existed, uh, was at one point the chairman, still is on the nominating committee. Has No, I was never the chair. I was the president. The president, excuse me. Thank you for the clarification. For uh, many years. And I was never impeached. No, no st st still there. Uh, and, you know, if you don't know Seymour Stein, founder of Sire Records, signed acts like the Ramones, the Talking Heads, Madonna, Ice-T, the list goes on, Seymour Stein. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Glad to be here. I really appreciate it. So this assortment of five people have not uh, met up in a year, almost to the date. Since then, 
we had an induction ceremony. I'm curious, and anyone can chime in here. I know, Andy, you don't pay attention at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's... To what? To, so uh, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has inattention deficit. Andy just woke up. Uh, we, we had a ceremony in 2019. We had uh, Stevie Nicks, Janet Jackson, Radiohead, Roxy Music, Zombies, Def Leppard, and The Cure. Uh, I voted for the zombies. Right. Well, I know, Bob, you told me your, your ballot. Uh, oh. You put the zombies down. You got one out of five. One out of five? You didn't vote for any of the other people on the, uh, no. that Give were the inducted? Other ones that, that actually were? I voted for the zombies and the cure. The I might have voted for the cure. The cure started on Sire. That's right. In yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who were the other ones? Janet so, Jackson. So do you want me to tell you your ballot? I did not vote for Janet Jackson. I know. You told me, Bob. I can Bob, tell you that. Well, I can tell you You told me you, you voted for Todd Rundgren. Yes. Devo, Kraftwerk. Oh. Uh, she knows me better than I do. <laughs> zombies. Why do I have to be here? Just right. do my bit. Yeah. It, th- those were I'm happy about the zombies. They, they, me, you know what? About it means time. more to them than to almost anybody. Oh, yeah, because they never were recognized. No, but th- but they talk about the press they get in their show. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, recently, uh, David Frick wrote the following, and they quote, <laughs> they quote <laughs> press cuttings it's between so nice songs. It's incredible. Yeah, I think that's nice. And, zombies, and everyone's already there. They already sold the tickets. I'm not going to sell anymore. Did they, have they always been on the road? Did they, they must have not been on the road. Uh, no, because they broke up uh, when Argent was formed. Oh, and, right. Okay. And Colin Blundstone went solo. And then the zombies reformed when? Not long ago. I've seen him maybe 10 years ago. Oh, okay, and that was know. the beginning of that. Of that, no, the, that the beginning of this part of their t- <laughs> right. existence. It okay. may have been something in between. Argent so. was in between. Yeah. Yeah, but then Argent faded, and Rod and uh, Colin never had any animus. And, and so there was, was a song. Very... There was a song by a group called. They had a one-word name. That, that, that I love you. I love you. People. Uh, people. Exactly. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, I do. That was written by those guys. Yeah. But the guy was the lead singer of, how's this for trivia? Is it okay to do that in this Go, thing? Please, whenever, uh, whatever you want to offer okay. up, Andy. Uh, the Feel guy free. was the lead singer of Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Oh. Not Creedence Clearwater. No, right. Clearly not. Yeah. Clearly. And we all know. Yeah. And uh, Elliot Easton was the guitar player for that band. Oh, from the Cars. And, yes, but he was in Creedence Clearwater Revisited, um, and the singer was the guy from People. People. All right. There we go. Now Let's hear it for Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it up for Andy. Andy. Great, That's great. You guys know uh, people, people not going to get in the room. <laughs> probably not. People, not a chance. Uh, Seymour, did you go to the ceremony last year? Did I go? To the induction ceremony with the all cure. Of, and Mostly all of them. Last year. He but this one, this year, year, with the cure. And, no. Okay. I, I, no. I'm the cool of my band, you right. know. Right. I yeah, know. So you, that must have been very exciting. You didn't get to... Congratulate Robert Smith. Did you talk to the band at all once they were inducted? I wasn't. I wasn't there. Did you think it was a good class this what? year? Did you think it was a good class? The class of pretty 2019? much. Yeah, I thought it represented good genres, and it was a. Uh, and the ceremony was. We went to the ceremony, yeah. and it was really great. And the Cure, in particular, sounded excellent. They're really an incredible band. Where was that in Cleveland? No, no that was, was at, at the, Barclays the Barclays Center, Center in Brooklyn, and it was great. 
We had oh, a really it was fun really time. good. And I think, too, it was neat to see the different, like, fan factions in the crowd. You know, you had the, like, Cure people very in clearly makeup, in their goth makeup. Then you had the kind of deaf leopard people often, in often literal, literally wearing leopard print. leopard print. Then you had the Janet Jackson fans really fashionably kitted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it those was a were fun the assortment three. Of people. The Radiohead people just blended in. Yeah. I went to uh, one in Cleveland. I was with Bobby Womack who's from Cleveland. That was pretty great. But Metallica got in that year, right. I think. 2009. And so the entire mezzanine, this big place where Alan Freed used to throw rock and roll shows, um, gets a Cleveland auditorium. He started in Akron and then went to Cleveland. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, the whole mezzanine was full of Metallica fans who imagined that they were going to a Metallica concert. <laughs> yeah. Little did this they know. Like, that they had to know. watch Little Anthony and the Imperials. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. You don't remember me, I do. but I remember you. <laughs> and that's a Metallica favorite. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Seymour, did, did the nominating committee meeting for this year happen yet? It happened today, I think. Um, I... Uh, I I I didn't I could have phoned in but it did I just you know I I have I have to pay more attention to my exercise mm-hmm. but I I wrote them some ideas that I had and uh, I I you, you know that um, I'm happy to go over with I would you. love oh, that if you yes. could share well I'll get the I'll get the email this is it. and uh, this is- Seymour, I conjured up my Marvelettes pitch from about eight years ago. If you need it, I have it. Marvelettes (laughs) belong in. They definitely belong in. They were the first. Look, I was there at the recording. This is the greatest story. It's in Seymour's book. Yes, and it's certainly true. I mean, the Gordies are still alive. They'd come after me and kill me. But uh, (laughs) no, no. The thing is, no, it's true. Dear man. Um, Barry called me, and uh, he said, Seymour, I got my first number one. I said, really? I don't see it on the charts. He says, no, it's not even recorded, but it's going to be number one. He said, I want to invite you out here. I'll get you a plane ticket, the hotel, and everything. We'll have a good time and all that. I said, look... I tell you, I'd love to go, um, but it's more important that he said, I don't think you know your promotion man in New York, because he did he did the, the you know the production work, uh, and it was a guy Bonnie Ailis that took care of distribution. So <clears throat> I said his name is Pete Bennett. He is the greatest promotion man in the world. He got Ann Margaret a hit. Well, he he did a lot more than that. <laughs> he he was very helpful in re, resurgence of Nat King Cole and many many others, and he was a very very dear one of my dearest friends. So he says, "I'll bring you both out," you know. So and he did, and um, Pete really worked very very hard, and it was their first number one Got record. Tell him the title. I don't think you've said the title. Please, Mister Postman. Postman. Please, Mister Postman. Yeah. yeah. Their signature Joe song. Joe knew, and I probably have heard that before. I've, and I've they heard belong the in more than a lot of the other uh, Motown artists. 
They had so many hits, the Marvelettes. Yes, so many hits. Too many fish, Too in, many the fish in the sea. Beachwood, four, oh, five, seven. There you go. Yes. That's a great Be- one. Beachwood. Yeah, that's an incredible song. Imagine if you had that phone number. Oh, my God. Rock and roll is not that hot right now. I mean, uh, there's a lot of rap and other things and all of that. And, um, you know, I'm worried, you know. Uh, and I try to call the a- attention to the Hall of Fame that we should stretch back and I- I- induct some, some people that uh, we might have overlooked. Okay. Now... Um, it certainly not got the power that it had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and early 80s. Mm-hmm. And I think that, the, you know, you know, I'm pretty old, but I started very young. My first job in the music business was when I was in high school, and uh, I worked at Billboard after school. Now... You may not consider her rock and roll, but Connie Francis was rock and roll mm-hmm. at the time. She was voted, uh, you know, the, the number one female vocalist five or six years I- I- in a row um, in Cashbox and Billboard. So um, I, I think that says a lot. And, and the ambience of the records is rock and roll. It sounds like it, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. obviously, Stupid Cupid. Stupid Cupid is a rock and roll song. Is a rock and roll yeah. song. Set me free. Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me. But even, the, even the, the slow songs were like, they were, they were rock ballads, really. You know, Lipstick on Your Collar Great was also. One. That's the greatest of all, because it's the most rockin'. Also, you may not agree with me, but I think Pat Boone deserves to get in. You're right. I don't Elvis agree Presley with you. Would, <laughs> Elvis, wow. Pres- Elvis Presley would have. Elvis Presley would have agreed with you though, because he I always he, said that. Elvis Presley Elvis thought Presley, he was, and he and I would have respected Elvis Presley's opinion. Let me tell. Let me tell you. But not mine. Let me. Well, let me. Let I me. Respect let me. Let me just tell you, please. Uh, Pat Boone recorded for a horrible horrible segregationist label dot records well i mean the label randy wood the label was neutral but randy wood was <laughs> not so progressive no randy wood how did nervous nervous feel about it R- Rand, i can tell you stories about randy wood that would make you throw up you know and uh you know but anyway he was really really a racist but he loved R&B. The early records he gave him to record, nobody could have recorded them because Little Richard was, nobody could imitate him. Not even Larry Williams could imitate him. Uh, but when he did, I almost lost my mind by Ivory Joe Hunter, who also belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ivory Joe Hunter is the missing link country between and country R&B. and R&B. Yes, absolutely. But uh, let's, I don't want to get too much off the show. Now, um, 
talking about Dot. And Pat and Boone. Pat Boone, Pat mean, Boone was on Dot, yes, unfortunately. Uh, but my favorite, well, I love I Almost Lost My Mind. When I lost my baby. He didn't do a bad job on the Fats Domino songs, and he helped Fats Domino and get Little more Richard. widely widely accepted yeah. in in the pop field. Yeah, you know he had been. Look, Fats Domino was the first R&B artist I I heard. I think him and Lloyd Price, when I was about eight or nine years old. You know, uh, they call me the Fat Man. So, all right now. Is Lloyd Price in? He is. Yeah. Oh yes, Lloyd Price is in. Yeah. L- Lloyd Price is in, and he's in great shape. And I talked to him. He I, is. I see him sometimes. I said, How, you look great. I mean, I don't. He must be in his late eighties. He said, oh, wow. "I've never drunk anything but water. <laughs> like no, obviously no booze, no, but no soda pop. Not <clears throat> just water. I don't mm. think. I don't think he does any drugs. Apparently, I, if." Water is his water is kick. his yeah, yeah. <laughs> is his vice. So, and he lives in New York. He, he drinks great it. Water. He drinks it unfiltered, though. <laughs> he li- he's wild. I, I would like to say something about Larry Williams. Oh my I've God. listened to four Larry Williams records in a row. He's been inducted. I, I didn't think know. so. I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't no? think so. No. Well, he deserves to oh be in. Oh man. Shot that fantasy is my house desire. Boy, the Beatles covered that boy, and and there's um, right, the Stones now, covered a Larry Williams song. What is she it? She said, "Yeah, yeah." Dun, dee, 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 dun, dun, little girl, where did you come from? On specialty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Larry Williams. Now, yeah. So what's what's next, Seymour? The Clovis. Boney Maroney. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The Clovis kept Atlantic really. Hot as a label, I mean there was Laverne Baker, and there was she's Ruth in. Brown. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, they're both in, but the Clovers aren't. You know, uh, don't you know I love you? One mint julep, full, 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 good loving, lovey dovey, devil, or, devil or angel. Devil or angel, I can't make up my mind. Do you think that because the Clovers go so far back? That the current nominating committee has no idea. Yes, of course. They don't have any. They could, how would they know? I mean, there's a whole bunch how, of. How is a group like that ever going to get? I know, I know. All right, now. Well, I, I mean, I have. I think we have, we have a solution, though. Another person I want very much to be inducted. Yes. And it was reinforced. I wrote this just before I saw the thing on TV. Your brother called me, and uh, Jonathan. And he he made sure that I, I saw it. Is Ralph Peer? Oh yeah. Oh, you're watching. Oh, the because Ken Burns. yes. Oh, because I haven't seen that. I want yeah, to see that. That's great. Ra- Ralph Peer discovered Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family in a week's time and recorded them. Jimmy Rogers was the first, was one of the first two early influences inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the Carter family... Uh, I bet uh, they're not. They're not. No, they deserve to be in, too. But the the thing is that uh, they started the country movement, you know, and uh, 
Ralph Peer was the first person to pay artists for pu pu uh, writers for publishing, and he, d he, he didn't buy the uh, the songs outright. Outright, yeah. no, he he paid them royalties. He even gave gave them ad ad advances. So he um, was peerless. Then managers, okay. I didn't waste much time on it. Look, we've only inducted, as far as I remember, mm -hmm. Andrew Alderman, Brian Epstein. That's correct, yeah. Now, the Colonel's not in? Colonel Parker. I don't, maybe no, he is. He's not. You don't have to love him, but, you know. Oh, he was a good manager. And, uh, and, he was a crook, but he was a good <laughs> manager. I'd like to fly Alan Klein's flag right here, by the way. What? Ooh, Alan Klein. Controversial. I would definitely consider him. Why wouldn't you? Uh, manage both the Beatles and the Stones and Sam Cooke? Come on. <laughs> Full now, disclosure, I work for Abco Music, but, you know, no, but I believe if, it. I could pick a lot of managers that should be inducted, but if I could pick only one, yeah. mm -hmm. it would be Albert Grossman. He managed a, 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 a very wide variety of artists. Bob Dylan, the band, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Janis Joplin, Todd Rundgren, Paul Butterfield... And 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 many many others. Um, I worked for him too. Well, I was in at meet him when he died on the plane, on the Concord coming over, and uh, since I was the there were a lot of Jews there, but um, I Jews in the record business. The please, <laughs> there were a lot of Jews from a lot of different countries, but. I was the only one that could read a little bit of Hebrew, and yeah. we gave him a memorial service at the greatest restaurant where he ate and I ate, oh, the, the Moulin the, de Moujon. Moujon, yeah. Roger Verge. No, no one ever invited me, but anyway. Well, you know, that's uh, obvious. Um, now. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, there have only been two managers, and if, we are, if the Hall of Fame is and, going to induct non-performers... And, and I have to tell you something. I respect Andrew Oldham. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a great manager and all that. But, uh, you know, the Beatles manager, my God, he worked in his father's record store, and he didn't know the Beatles. He knew nothing. And then uh, that record came out where the Beatles were backing Tony Sheridan. Yeah. And kids from Liverpool came in to buy the record, so we went out and, and found the Beatles, and uh, I, I don't know how we could talk. Paul. I'm sure Paul McCartney had nothing to do with it. Paul McCartney was 10 times smarter, is 10 times smarter, but it m might have been John Lennon. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they, they had him for uh, a manage. Well, what you mentioned Albert. It's true. He's a real talent scout. I mean, he could, yes. he, had, he, he had a club in Chicago. That, uh, of course. What was it called? The... Uh, the oh. Gate of Horn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he divine who would sell tickets. And uh, fantastic. Uh, um, it, it really makes sense if you think about the three biggest if, entities it, in rock in the mid-50s, Beatles, Stones, and Dylan. 60. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to, if, if I had to pick one, which I don't want to load it down their throat, I think it's it's him. I I think I, that I'd he would he would be by far the the the, the best. Um, Do you have also, to vote managers in? So that's okay. that's a good question about just... these side categories, I, I, I like the so. non-performer category, yeah. or the, even the early influence category. They obviously exist outside of the ballot, 
do you have any insight into what the process is to pick those side categories? What do you mean? Do they, so, do they get voted on or they just— For example, when Epstein and, and Lou Goldham were inducted, they were not on the ballot, right, that was mailed out to people. They were chosen by the hall. We were chosen by the hall, yes. But was that the nominating committee? Was there a discussion? Yes. Do you remember but, that? Uh, yes, there was a discussion. And, um, you know, it was—I um, think everybody kind of agreed. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any uh, discord. And I didn't— I was so happy to see Andrew getting in. I didn't want to put up a fuss about Brian. Mm-hmm. But see, I I knew them. I, well, I'm still very friendly with Andrew. Well, you know Andrew, too. Yeah, I do, too. Right. But, yes. Not like you guys, of course. <laughs> Stay out of it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when we went to see Phil Spector together? Yeah, with Andrew. The yeah. three of us yeah. went. Yeah. And uh, and uh, my invite got stuck in them. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah, it's okay, Bob. So um, now, oh, what was that? Oh, talking about managers. About ma- no, I'm, I want to go on to something else. Yeah, please. Okay, what's, what's now, the next part? The thing is, I've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm very proud of it and all of that. But I think there are people who have been overlooked that people can't possibly understand how hard it was for, for them to, to do it. VJ Records was a, a great, fabulous label, black-owned, and um, you had uh, Vivian Carter and Jimmy Bracken and Vivian's brother. Calvin. Uh, pardon? Calvin Carter. Calvin Carter, yeah. yes, who wrote a lot of the songs and everything. They were. They had a lot of great R and B acts, but they also, at one time, had the two hottest bands in America, the Beatles. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the early Beatles record, and they had um, uh, the Four, Four Seasons. Seasons. So I think that's. And they, they had other, uh, you know, white rock and roll stuff too. Oh yeah. Of lesser, but of lesser, yes. But they lived in Chicago. You know, which was not such a, a terrible town to live in, you know, black or white. But then you have Duke Records, and uh, he was in Houston, Texas, where, you know, uh, things were horrible, you know, for black people. Now, Duke signed Little Junior Parker and uh, a lot of other. Bobby Bland. Bobby Blue Little Bland. Little Richard and the Tempo Toppers. Yes. They were on Peacock. Yes, but it doesn't matter. It's his label, you know. Um, You know, and I think they really deserve to get in. I think another person who deserves to get in, who really had it rough going, she was no spring chicken at the time, is Florence Greenberg at Scepter Records. And uh, the hits that and the artists that she discovered, you know, starting with the Shirelles and Mm -hmm. then... One after another. I mean, uh, B.J. Thomas, the yes. Kingsman, Louis, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> all, I know. Yeah. And all of the any, all the Burt Backrack and Wand too, right? Yeah, there was one. There was wand. one guy we're leaving out. A great uh, R&B singer. I can't remember. Chuck his. Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. No more. So. Um, that's um, 
you know. I, lo- I love almost all of your choices. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of the content of the email you sent to them? Yes. Well, uh, some of it is not in the email. Some of it are later thoughts because they're not things that we vote on. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. like the, the, the lay, you know, people, uh, executives and things like that. Mm-hmm. That we kind of uh, is not on a ballot. Right. You know. So what's to stop what's to stop um you guys from just doing a big wave of early influence inductions just kind if, of Because it's not up to me alone. Right. right. You would have to convince probably John Landau particularly and then other people in the room. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is a no comment wow. <laughs> from Seymour. Uh, yeah, but it feels like, unfortunately, n- no one person, uh, or at least at least Seymour is telling us that. I have great respect for John Lando. Uh, what he's done with Bruce and other things. But, um, you know, he's kind of a perfectionist, and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But um, he's great, and he's been a, a great help to the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. It ju- it really just seems like a layup to do at least one early influence every year. They only pull it out, it seems, every few years. But it's it feels like there's a like you have already demonstrated a lot of worthy artists who could fit into that category. And also, it seems like a ton of non-performer category. And you see, we people. used to do a lot of early influences, and. Um, you know, in when we first started, we would delve back into the twenties, and now we're almost at two thousand and twenty, mm-hmm. so we can delve back. You know. Well, I think that the problem <laughs> is that people like Seymour are few and far between, so no one's going to have the light bulb go off and say, you know, let's get you know the VJ guys, a guy and gal actually, or um, or Don Roby from Duke because they wouldn't even know they existed. There's no way they'd, right. they'd be aware of it. That, 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 and when I'm gone, it'll be over. I mean, uh, it, no, I mean. Definitely for you, but. No, but, no advocates but, uh, from that era is no, what you but mean. No, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, who is going to know what the, you know. Right. The, they'll have no point of reference at all. Yeah. Okay. And that's the other thing is that if VJ and uh, Wand and Scepter and those kind of, and Peacock, those label heads were recognized and. Then it draws attention to the rosters, mm-hmm. and people might go, "Wow, yeah, maybe." Uh, I mean, may- I think it's maybe Chuck Jackson. It's really know. a smart thing, just from yeah. the point of view of the times. Yeah. To induct Florence Greenberg. Yeah. Because like, unprecedented. I mean, except for the woman in uh, Mississippi who had trumpet records and signed right. uh, Sonny Boy Williamson and <clears throat> so on. Or the very, woman who had um, very few women. Who made a difference, uh, you know, who were allowed to make a difference. And Florence right. Greenberg was, I mean, tremendous. The Diablos. What was the name? What was that? Fortune. That was Fortune. Fortune. What was her name? Oh. That was a woman, too. Yes. A, a I forgot her name. What about wind. that brother's The Wind. The Wind. Yeah. wind. The Wind the by the Diablo. Wind. Yeah. <laughs> the Diablos. Nolan Strong Nolan and the Strong, Diablos. That's right. Weren't they on Duke? They were on Fortune. No, they no, were no. not. They were Fortune. on the Fortune label. Oh, they're from and, Chicago. But what was her name? He's right. What was her name? Oh, God, I can't anyway, remember. We can, we can look it up. We'll but take, it would draw yeah. attention to records, I know, bands right. like that. And, Bob, you make, a, you make a good point that, especially for a woman 
from that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like in that world, it was unheard of. Yeah. Unheard well, of. And who is uh, yeah, that so woman? It, so there Stan, is a, woman is Florence no, Greenberg. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so yeah, Estelle Axton was Estelle. Not was in. not inducted with Jim Stewart when really? they, which was uh, a puzzling she was the axe of a mission. I know. And it it felt uh, it felt sexist. I mean, if you're going to induct uh, him and not her, when it is. Literally, the combination of their yeah. names. It's the axe. And through the whole package. Fortune Records the, were outside of Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, Detroit. Uh, we're not living in the suburbs. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they were in Detroit. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we can, we'll look up the name of that, that woman. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it right no, he's, now. They're talking about stacks now. But we're, let's, let's take Estelle. a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll have uh, more to talk about. So don't go anywhere. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope uh, over your break. What do we hope, Kristen? I hope somebody told you a juicy secret that you're not allowed to share. <laughs> there we go. Great. Uh, and we did look up who uh, was behind Fortune Records. It was Jack and Devorah Brown. In Detroit. In Detroit, in Michigan. Detroit, I would, yeah. uh, in a garage in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. sure. A suburb a garage. of Detroit. <laughs> um, so there's there's just a few things that I would like to open up to the floor, see if anyone has any insight or info. Seymour, I'm you ready. might. I'm ready. Uh, something that I had read recently that I didn't know about was a supposed seven-year rule with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was that if you were on a ballot for seven years in a row and didn't get inducted, then you got in Immediately. Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy and uh, I believe Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. That's yeah. the story I've heard. So you've heard of that before, Bob? I, I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year itch? Because it's not something you hear about anymore. You haven't seen that happen since then. But I don't know that. I, I, I didn't, you haven't remember paid, it. I remember that because I was an advocate for Dwayne Eddy. And, and really uh, something completely out of the ordinary. John Fogarty came in and made a speech about Dwayne Eddy. And it was like, he's not on the committee, but he was <laughs> he invited. Just bar- he just barged no, no, he took was, a bite of the hoagie and said, uh, I have some things to say. By appointment. The hoagie. <laughs> I don't know. He might have had that. And he came in and <laughs> advocated it. for real. Dwayne Eddy, which was cool. Uh-huh. you know, as And a pretty good advocate. I bet pretty persuasive. Uh, I don't know if he with... got in right away. I mean, it took, it took a long time. But mm-hmm. I understand the reason that an instrumentalist would be not thought of first uh, and foremost because, mm-hmm. you know, they literally, you don't know their voice. Uh-huh. But in Dwayne right. Eddy's case, you did. Interesting. So is this seven consecutive ballots? That's, yeah. It's I, only I don't happened, know what I don't think it's, is it consecutive? Consecutive because, you know, I mean, Sheik was on the Sheik, ballot yeah. 11 times, oh, um, yeah. but they were not consecutive. consecutive. I think Solomon Burke, similarly, So you have to have the nominated committee be, uh, have some uni- unanimity. Unity. <laughs> and unanimity, in, Not yes. necessarily voting for them when they get to be voters. Mm-hmm. But, but they have to make the that. ballot. Yeah. They have to make the, and, and, but huh. the thing is, it has not happened since the beginning. You know, because with Dwayne Eddy, it was since 86 and then all the way up to 93. Wow. Well, uh, anyway. I, I, it seems like a rule that they could 
implement. I mean, there are a lot of great artists that are not getting in, mostly because of the voting body. Uh, and have you you've kept up with the ballot, uh, and and no mm-hmm. one's had seven successive. No. Oh uh, yeah, Joe. Joe knows. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> My stupid robot brain has it all up there. Wow, uh, Mister. Data brace, base, yeah. or brace in my case. Uh, and then I guess we, I mean, we were talking about Florence Greenberg uh, and the idea of including more women into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, at the ceremony last year, both Stevie Nicks and Janet Jackson brought up that the Hall should be inducting more women. Uh, what do you guys well, more, think more, about that? Well, more women who really had deserve a significant... It. Who deserve it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, let's not, it's not be gratuitous about it, but uh, Seymour's point about Connie Francis is very well taken. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, Seymour, and I don't use the token in the terms of being... The tokens. Tokenist. You know, or the yeah, tokens. Being, yeah. Neil Sedaka isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he wrote Stupid Cupid. So should Connie Francis get in and not Neil Sedaka? So I brought up the idea of inducting more women. Obviously, it's women who deserve it. I'm not just saying women overall. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names of women who've never even been on the ballot, and then I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. First up uh, is someone that I believe you know, uh, Seymour, Cindy Lauper. Do we think... Are we going to see she, more? I mean, you, anyone can say anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. I think she was a yeah. very interesting, great, fun rock and roll artist. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be against it. And influential mm-hmm. as well. Right. I wouldn't be against it. But no, right. Nobody's an would, advocate. She, would, for... she wouldn't have sprung to mind readily for, uh, for Me, whatever reason. That's the way I feel. Yeah, yeah she's mm-hmm. great, great. Really great, Fun. great, record. great. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole wrestling thing was great yeah, with I Captain Lou Albano. Like yeah. Pop records. <laughs> Pat Benatar. Come on, Pat. It's. I think it's fair to put Bat Benatar on the second or lower tier of acts like her. But given that she was Maybe some more acts like her, uh, like a like a Joan Jett, or okay. like and Patty, why, why are they, Chrissy Hind, or why are they or, like? Why are those Chrissy Hind is not same like era, Benatar. same, same era, era, and and playing rock. Hard like female-fronted, harder rock. Chrissy Hind, no, Chrissy incredible, Hines is a great fucking. Did she writer. do hard rock? rock? Chrissy Hind? Are you kidding me? She was rock and roll. I thought thought the pretenders were pretty hard. They're rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. I don't know about Pat Benatar. I don't know. I I just don't know. Pat Benatar was rock. She was rock. But what I mean is... So I don't know her. I mean, 70s, 80s... And I don't think she's like uh, Chrissy Hind at all. Well, I'm saying she's on the lower tier, but... It's uh, not the the same kind of thing. Well, then we should... Maybe we should start a lower tier. <laughs> same, I think we're already the there. Same so era, if you look at some of the inductees. But, no, but there was, what's the third one? You said they were the same kind. They're very different, all oh, three of them. Oh, Joan Jett. Well, she's in. Oh, but she's rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is Pat so Benatar. So is Pat Benatar. She Pat really Benatar is, is very much Joan rock Jett and roll. Joan Jett is rock and, and she's roll. Rock. But rock. is she good enough? He said she was rock. She's in. It yeah. doesn't matter what she's not rock enough. It's done. Oh, well, you're, you're quibbling about the oh, absolutely. role no, of rock and roll. I, I think it's Joan Jett. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For, maybe you forgot. It's oh not the. Gosh. I know the show is Who Cares About the Rock Hall, but it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I I, I don't. I think I, Joan know. Jett got in primarily you, you on you her I'm vibe. Kidding, I'm not. That you know, she she is the embodiment of like a tough rock and roll person. Mm-hmm. Happens to be a woman. And... No, but we're talking about the music. I thought that's the whole thing. Well, you right. want it to be the music hall of fame. Well, it should. It, I think I'd like it... to be the craft music hall of fame. Okay, but okay. that's another story. The no, craft... but it's uh, 
<laughs> no, the music is very, very different. Send you free cheese? I hope. I don't see. Only hope. I don't think Pat Benatar saw, it sounds anything like Chrissy Hine at I, all. I don't. Or, I, or, I firmly disagree. It's really, just they the sound same, alike to you. I, that's really interesting. It, well, you would why them, do they sound alike? Relax. They they would be put on. They would be put on the I same. I can chillax. Yeah, chillax <laughs> yes, as I've well. I put the axe in that. Yeah, chill and roll, man. Uh, because they would like on a Pandora station in your suggested who you should be listening to next. So an algorithm would have picked her. Yeah, if well, you're listening to a lot of that's very humane. Of those people. <laughs> okay, but I think there also is something that is important, and maybe this does go beyond the music, but it's important in terms of influence that there were not a lot of rock or rock and roll women, badass women at that time in the '80s and the late '70s. That's why I put them together because I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a male-dominated field, uh, I, especially more on a more hard, like guitar-driven side. Those are three women that come to mind. She. I mean, she could. If she were on a ballot, I wouldn't object to that. I also wouldn't vote for her. Mm-hmm. But so be it. Fair enough. I would vote. You know what I like? Uh, my. I, I. People say guilty pleasure, but why? Why should I feel guilty about something I like? Feel free. S- Patty Smythe and Scandal, The Warrior. That song it's kicked so ass. Great. And that song basically sounds like, like a Pat, Pat Benatar, Benatar song. Sounds a lot no, like Pat it's better than a Pat Benatar record. <laughs> wow, on every level. My it's less Pat. strident. <laughs> it's more rockin'. I don't I dig it. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Not I Patty know. Smith. Patty, Patty Smythe. Smythe. She's already in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, here we go. Uh, Mrs. McEnroe, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, okay. I'll, here's another Ooh, one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, John McEnroe, um, wow. the tennis player. He played guitar, too, I think. Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm sure. Same kind of idea. No, talking about guitar-driven. Next His up. guitar-driven tennis. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Next up, the Go-Go's. I'd say yes. The Go-Go's I'd say yes. I wouldn't be against the Go-Go's. Yeah, I, I'd probably I think about voting for them, because mm-hmm. it's like... And they broke it's ground. It's fun, too. a power-pop kind of thing. I, yeah. First number one album that are was... Are the Bangles in? The Bangles are not in. No. They're good. they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... Lot I, of the... I put the Go-Go's above the Bangles. Well, I understand why. It's like you you can't have um, Kiss in until you have Alice Cooper in. You can't have the Bangles in until you have the Go-Go's in. But also I'm like, put them all in. <laughs> well, you, and then, you know... And what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a committee. Just there, everyone's in. Okay, okay. But the Go Go's uh, were the first number one album and of a all female group that wrote all their own stuff, which I think is an important. That uh, is important. I don't think Pat Benatar thing. wrote all those no. songs. No, neither did the Bangles. Neil Gerardo did, right? Yeah, Prince wrote uh, "Eternal Flame." I don't know. What's or not? That? Oh no, no Mon- he wrote Manic 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 Monday. Monday. Why does that matter? I'm just curious. It doesn't, but it's a point in their favor. I think. Okay. Yeah, it does. It doesn't ultimately, but I think more of those points uh, accumulate Anna. for a good case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, here's the kind of divergent here. Share. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a great idea, and I, I've never thought of it, but it's <laughs> a really frankly. good idea because she's. I mean, just the variety of stuff she did over. It's and she has career. lasted for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And has hits in many decades. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I would Sonny be, a, too, by the way. I would be an advocate. But what about Sonny? Sonny and Cher wouldn't be in, but Cher would be. I, that's, I would that's bet. That's kind of ridiculous. This is only just to make the Tina Turner scales. Well, we'll get. To, we'll <laughs> get I can Tina her in, right? Yeah, and but and, Tina isn't. But Tina's not in on her own. I think Sonny and Cher would be easier to get inducted 
than just share. No, maybe, maybe not now. Not now. I don't think so. Because I, I think Cher is such an icon That's on her own. That's why I brought Sonny up. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah I'm glad you did. For no, and the thing is, is Ike in on his own? They say we're not on his own. Then well, we then won't don't put Tina in on her own unless oh, you put Ike in on his own. Excuse me, excuse me. One of the great talents the, of rock and roll music, Ike solo, Turner. But the solo career of Ike versus the solo Turner, career of the Tina. First rock and roll record. <laughs> Period. No rock and roll Hall of Fame without rock and roll. No rock and roll without Ike Turner. Jackie Brent. Rocket 88. Yeah. Absolutely. But that, yeah, but that wasn't, you know, I know he wrote it. He was the band. Under his name. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we can talk about that. Uh, Ike and Tina are in as Ike and Tina. Makes sense. Not separately. But does Tina deserve to be in solo? Absolutely. I I think think so. So So does Ike. And also, I think it's symbolic. No, screw you, Ike. Like, yeah, what, I think. Get out of here. Well, Why? Rock and roll because he's because of his personality. I don't Because of his personality. Yeah. Oh, I don't, well, you, well, no, but <laughs> also I don't care. There's, a, there's, a, lot of, but, there's but, a lot of people with bad personalities. Yeah, really. Absolutely. In the rock and roll but I'm not going out of my way to give them things. You know. Mm-hmm. Good like, philosophy, like, I think, <laughs> to live by. I'm not. I don't. I. He already is in with her. I let her in. She's. She's more iconic. She's more important. And wouldn't well, it, I, I, that's, she that's is not, not more important. <laughs> not more important. Her, if you are talking no, without Ike, there is no Tina Turner. He invented Tina Turner, and she went great, and she did fabulous. But it wouldn't have happened. He was the catalyst. He's right, ground but he's zero. already in with her. Good. So why does he need to be in separately? He doesn't. She has a whole career outside of him. That of, and of, and he has a whole career outside of, of her. many of. Well, one that and by the way, by the way, I like I, like, I want to say this about Ike. A dear man. <laughs> Good God. How dare you, Bob? Good God. <laughs> my Lord. Okay. Uh, wh- you believe that movie? It was fiction. Oh, my Bob. gosh. You're going to uh, keep it in. Everyone needs yeah, to know. That's going, we're, listen, we're not it's cutting on the that record. Um, Cher is doing well. I don't know if you guys know this. There are kiosks at the museum itself for the museum goers to vote. And Cher is doing pretty well in that. I don't know if those kiosks mean anything, although last year the top two people on the kiosk it was Stevie Nicks and Def Leppard, and then they both they got, got on the ballot and they both got in. I, I, I think the share idea is a good one, really is. And I like to go back to her really strange early songs. Oh, great, There's great some good stuff. Things. Fantastic. Well, and she's, yeah. you know, still performing, and and I think that she'd I think be she'd, a great... I think she would go, and it would go, everyone would love it. I think, she'd find, think it would be it. hilarious, so I'm yeah, for it. I think everyone would love and it. And don't forget Sonny, don't oh. forget Sonny. What do you guys think about Whitney Houston? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big snub, but there are people. Um, is is Dion Warwick? But Dion is not in. That's an, that's another one to bring up. Sorry, you got to <laughs> have you got to have Dion Warwick in in her era, and especially she was per- a bigger a- deal than Whitney Houston in her. Absolutely, everything was scaled differently in the 90, 80s and nineties. But I'm like, Dion Warwick was, oh, was on top held of the her world. own with. Real hard rock and uh, rock and rollers. All the Murray the K shows with Dionne Warwick, yeah, and the string of records is unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable! They're, they're, that's it. That's my is go-to Brett record. Back in? He is not, which is shocking. Wow. That wow. Backrack and David well, it's good are they not. They put John Baez in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> well, but, Miles, not, but not not Burt Backrack. But Rock and Miles Davis. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, then you start to split hairs with genre. But what do you mean? What do you mean, genre? Well, I guess, if are you pointing out Joan Baez as though to say 
Well, which one is more rock and roll? Exactly. So that's it's a, it's a genre specification. Well, it's rock and roll music, right? Right, but then how do you define it? Like, is Whitney Houston rock and roll? I yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. there are probably people who would argue that maybe she's not. I don't know who they are, but go ahead. They can argue that if they want to. Well, I and I hope that's not what's keeping her out. I wonder if the purity uh, of the way some people define rock and roll would. Yeah, keep that out. I don't know. It's it's a question, yeah. but she's never but been on a ballot. Her background not being in the Rock Hall of Fame is puzzling. It is very puzzling. We had and a little side convo. Who were you checking on? We're Seymour? looking at uh, Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Wow, um, they're not in. The Dominoes uh, were nominated once. You can always oh, just ask Joe. You, you know don't what? need to go to Bob I, and the I computer. looked them up. <laughs> they're in the Vocal Group Hall of Fame. Whoopee. Yeah. Well, no, they're not whoopee. Cool. They so. certainly belong in the Rock and oh Roll Hall of Fame. And that would get Clyde McFadden three times. Three times. Clapton yeah. Club. And yeah, it would and get Club. and it would well get deserved. it would it would get also uh, Jackie Wilson in twice. Twice, yeah. Jackie Wilson just had a star ceremony here on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh good. On the Walk of Fame. And Mr. Gordy was there. Smokey oh Robin. good. And Smokey, Smokey yeah. Star studded event. I missed it. Hey man, it's okay. Gotta go to work. I, I think I think they should be inducted. I mean, I I couldn't re- Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be, but you know, without you sitting in every meeting and cracking the whip and old guys like me, who's going to think of it? And who's going to vote for them? You know, you'll these people who. Well, grew if up you outline the- everything that they did and what the uh, there was another guy in the band who became modestly successful too. Gene Mumford? Gene Mumford. Gene Mumford was somebody? Yes, he was. His name isn't highlighted here on Wikipedia. <laughs> it is highlighted? <laughs> it is not. Well, look him up. All right. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, he, I'm not saying he deserves to get in, but, but... Among these great guys. Among these... Gene Mumford was great. Was he in The Larks? Yes. The Larks? Like, Do the Jerk? The Larks? Yes. On the Money Records That level? was L.A., right? The Larks were, yeah. Yeah. Gene Mumford died in L.A. in 1977. That was great. Seems like not too long ago to me. That's a good one. Come on, everybody, gonna get some soul. Do the jerk. Do the jerk. I like, think Billy Ward and the Dominoes were really the first great R&B group. What about the I mean, Orioles? No, they before the Orioles, Oh, I they think. weren't? And the Orioles are in as an early influence. Yes. So again, yes. what we can lament that like all of these people will be forgotten if they're not given uh, if they're not gotten in. If they're right not now. gotten in quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but you know, it, it, if you... the hall knew what it was doing, you might say, then they would try to put in at least one early influence act a year. Seymour, how does the Country Music Hall of Fame do it? They do relatively current, but they go way back too. Yes, how, they do. Do they have uh, what's their process? Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah, are you? Did you? Were you ever the chairman of the um, <laughs> Country Music Hall of Fame? What? You you never worked on the Country Music Hall of Fame? No, oh, but okay. I love country. He's music. deeply knowledgeable about country music. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Well, and we're all there. watching the Ken Burns documentary. I'll tell you a story of Jimmy the Kid. He's a brakeman, you all know. Jimmy Rogers. He was born in Mississippi, way down south, and he flagged on the TNNO. He yodeled to fame on the Boston, (laughs) Maine, the Wabash, and the TP. From the old Grand Trunk to the Cotton Belt, he yodeled on the MKNP. He yodeled, hey, yodeled, hey, 
This is unprecedented. Yodel. My God, I'm so glad we, we got that performance out of you. That was incredible. He yodeled on the Santa Fe. He yodeled, he yodeled, he How about Arlene Smith? Oh, of the Chantels? Yeah. Is she? Uh, well, it, it would be the Chantels. Chantels have I been mean, nominated, but they're not in. I remember the uh, Chantels deserve to be in. The thing is, yeah, because there were two gigantic hits. Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes and tell me that you're the one for me. Maybe. They but I mean, again, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, is there a thing about uh, how many hits? Or does it doesn't make any difference. Right? No, there's no. Look, there's how no many metric. hits? Look, how how many hits did Richie Valens have? Poor boy. How many hits did Buddy Holly? Well, Buddy Holly well, had hits in the crickets. Buddy Holly, yes. Mm -hmm. right. Anyway, Arlene Smith. Arlene Smith. Norman Petty, he was a gene. You know, he, he. How about Ann Cole? No. Why not? She's not important enough. Who is Ann Cole? On the baton wow. she wrote a song called She wrote a song called I Got My Mojo Working. Maybe you heard of that one. Oh, I sure. have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. She had a group called uh, It Was Ann Cole and Her Suburbans. I don't think she wrote Got My Mojo she did. Working. She did. It's attributed she did. to Muddy Waters. Huh? Muddy Waters. He covered her doing it. Really? Really? Well, I'm I'm seeing here that it was first recorded by Ann Cole, but it was written by Preston Foster, if that means anything to you. Who? Stephen's little Preston brother? Foster? Preston Foster? You Wasn't, the didn't he have a got? TV show? Sergeant Preston, Preston, Preston of the Yukon. Sturgis. What? Sergeant ah. Preston of the Yukon. Yes. I'm king. Preston, you husky? <laughs> Preston Red Foster, an African-American musician unrelated to the actor of the same name. Oh. So a different guy. Yeah. But there was an actor, Preston Foster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, this is interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is Joe a reading judge, his phone. Yeah, oh, yeah this right. is me reading Wikipedia. A judge in the early 1970s described him as a black man about 40 years of age with bleached blonde hair and highly modish clothing who sat quietly in the courtroom. Interesting. Uh, I, anyway, put him in. Cool. What are we, what are we trying cool to say here? I, I don't know. Like it's an interesting... Uh, I like everything about that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really cool. I think really cool. cool. Anyway, I want to know this guy. I don't what like that he's in a courtroom, though. What record? Got my mojo. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, so, because there isn't a central force on the nominating committee, there's no way to push through the concept of getting more early early influences. You'd have to make inducted. a convincing case, I think, specifically to John Landau, who's the guy in charge. Uh, years ago, before they this summarily episode. showed me the door, I was on an early influence committee with Seymour, and we'd conjure there up— There was a committee? Yeah. A, a subcommittee. Subcommittee, <gasps> and we'd come up with suggestions. That My Marvelettes pitch is based on that, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it is. And Brooke Benton, you were a big advocate for Brooke Benton, which is a great, great idea. A great— Oh, Fantastic, uh, oh. but but, no, but seemingly no subcommittees anymore. Is there? No I don't know. Because I think Seymour would you would be I on it. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because they would be foolish to not include you if they were going to have an early influence well, uh, subcommittee. My ship has sailed. So what can I tell you? Hey, you still got a ballot. All right, hang in there. Uh, one vote. One, one vote. Yeah, one, person, one, vote. One, one person. One vote. And Andy, maybe I'm, it's better than the people online. They get one one thousandth of a vote. <laughs> or All cumulatively to You're one ballot. You're still a voter. Yeah. 
Yeah, do you, but you don't. You told me you don't fill it out. No, I, I, oh. I do, I do. Oh, What's you do. Okay. I, I think I get one. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think I get one. I don't, re- I don't remember the last one to tell you the truth. Okay, maybe I'm not. I, I think they're still coming. Well, and, well and if you, you want to donate your ballot to our show, we will I gladly fill it out. Oh, you know that would be a good for that. You have a group fill out one for, ballot. Well, I mean, have if you, you guys that? come, we have yeah. a bunch of ballots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we think had you should, Roy Trakin fill his ballot out on air. Oh, you last did. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. And I think okay. we're, we're going to have some more people because the nominations are coming out soon. We'll have some. How about people. Tommy James and the Shondells? How about Tommy James? That's and why the I called you initially because I called I, me. Yeah, I called you on the phone I about thought, Tommy James. And I well, I wanted to see if you wanted to do an episode about Tommy James, <sighs> and then you said I don't like music. I'm what? not a good music fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You said that. I hate music. Oh, I'm sorry. You're being funny, but also, I think it's. Way, way past due, and there's yeah. going to be a movie about his life. Who is oh, going to old... who is going to play Morris Levy? Oh my God! Wait a minute, I think you're mixing up two movies. Because you can't do a movie about Tommy James. There is one coming Morris... out about, but there's also a biopic about uh, Neil, uh, Neil Bogart. Bogart. Yeah, and Mo- Morris Levy is played by someone in that film. That's Richard Dreyfuss. Exactly. All right, and oh, I don't know who plays him in the in the Tommy James movie. Well, he should just stay in. Just keep stay, doing that. Just, that's it. I'm yeah. Morris Levy. Uh, if you want a Morris Levy, it's <laughs> yeah, Richard. Yeah, you've got the premiere does, Morris Levy. He does actor. Jaws, and then he does Mar- Morris Levy. But Morris uh, but Levy Tom, in Jaws would be here's, really. Here's good. my thought about Tommy James. I mean, Andy, you can. Well, I brought him up, but go ahead. <laughs> if he had not been on Roulette Records, if he had been on Columbia Records or Warner Brothers or he Sire, would be in by now. Probably because it, oh. they would have been in an album-oriented context. Oh. Uh, but then again, if he hadn't been on Roulette Records, he wouldn't have had any hits because Morris made it happen for him. He's a well, supremely talented guy. I don't think that Ma- Morris was talented. No, Tommy. Oh. Tommy. Oh, in a way, Morris was talented. I think. When was Tommy James signed to Roulette? Hanky Panky was a master, 62, master purchase. 62, 60, what was it? He was really young. 60. No, I don't care about Tommy James. I well, don't that's what know. you said. When was his? No. I think George Goldner might. George Goldner was an original partner in Roulette Records. Oh, Tommy James was on a Midwestern label. That's right. Label out of oh, Pittsburgh. No. And that was picked up by... Doing uh, Hanky Panky. Hanky Panky existed. Which was a there Jeff, may, but Jeff Barry There may be two versions of Hanky Panky. But anyway, that's what got Roulette's attention. I don't think George was in the business then. Would have been like 66. George, was that George? Oh, yes. I didn't know it was Hanky that Panky was 66. Wow. I thought it was earlier than that. Six, oh, no. Then he wouldn't have been George. No, no. George Goldner invented... I mean, do up. I mean, G by the crows. Oh, come yeah. on! Uh, you know, I just googled hanky panky yeah. and I got, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got uh, the same thing. Underwear. Yep, hanky panky appears to be a very popular line of women's underwear. <laughs> so when you when you Google that, uh, be, uh, be a little more specific. Uh, hanky panky, Tommy hanky James song, 1966. Yeah. 66. I was right. Wow. Um, wow. And and um, the the question is. How do you induct the Shondells? I think there's hundreds of Shondells running around. Jeff Barron, Ellie Grant. Grant. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. But uh, I think Tommy James, he's a knowledgeable guy. I saw him at the Troubadour in the 70s. I'm sure. 27 George, people were there. You know, there. they were working for George at that stadium time. Show. At he's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a huge list of hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And, 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 and they've been covered by all sorts of people. He has the distinction of including having... Including Joan Chat. Yeah. yeah uh, he has the distinction in the 80s... Moni Moni, covered by Billy Idol, and I think we're alone now by Tiffany, were back-to-back hits 
which no one else has ever had covers of their songs be number one. Wow, that is a asterisk. Wait a minute, explain it to me books. again. What is it? <laughs> what is that thing? So uh, he songs that he wrote, right. Moni Moni, and I think we're alone now. Right. Both of them covered by different artists. Right. Were consecutive number one hits in the eighties. Oh, oh, okay. So Tiffany had I think we're alone now number one. And then the next week, Money Money by Billy Idol. Well, anyway, apart from that, he's just on his own. So he's a great real rock and roll artist. Oh yeah, and uh, I think his era. And he had Alive and Kickin', which was a hit. I saw that band. I saw wow. them. I went. I was invited to the bitter end wow. by Roulette Records to see Alive and Kickin'. Wow. Tommy James versus, not versus, but who would you pick if you could only pick one? Uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, God. I, I would pick Tommy James. Me too. I but too. but yeah. I also want them to. Oh, they're great. They're and they're all great. over that uh, oh. new movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. They're which, Paul which Revere and the Raiders. Yeah. Both Tommy James and the Shondells, and I would put in the Shondells. Tommy James and the Shondells, and, which means Kenny Laguna because he was a Shondell. And he produced Joan Jett eventually. Mm-hmm. And but he's also, in with uh, As a Black Heart with good. Joan Jett. But he's a fabulous talent. And also, uh, yes, but I think Paul Revere and the Raiders are great, too. I love them. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, and it's a very, it's along the lines of the Beach Boys, where, like, great outside songwriters and producers right. Right. turned something that was already innately great right. into something But you know what? what's funny is records. the line in, the line in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of sums up why it ain't going to happen. Because the Sharon Tate character goes... What's the matter? Because he's talking to what's his name, the hairdresser, Jay in, Sebring. Jay Sebring. Yeah, and he, what's he, the matter, Jay? Aren't they hip enough for you? Right. Which she is digs exactly it. what the whole. She digs it. She can dance to it. Right. She's having it's a great time. Great rock and, and roll he's, music. Maybe and he's looking cool down enough. his nose. It's not nose. cool enough. Yeah, she right. says cool. Yeah, yeah. right. Not, what's and, the matter, and I Jay? thought that was a, a, a really, was great. really a perceptive kind it's of perfect. thing. No, that was perfect. And that is why they. And that's the same is true of Tommy James because it's like, oh, it's kind of bubblegum. No, it's kind of pop genius. It's kind of fucking great, is what it is. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I have here. No, it's and... not. It's not Miles Davis, and it's not the Almond Brothers. No, so, you no. Know. Hey. So you'd stay awake. He's during got it. a bone to pick with the Miles Davis induction. Oh, yeah. I have since the day it came up. It's like, an why, hated rock and why was he even on the ballot? The the story, the rumor I've heard, and you could confirm or deny this, is that it was Quincy Jones. That he probably that it was his influence. That even though he wasn't on the committee, that he pushed to have Miles okay. Davis. I remember I the that. big advocate for it was Bob Krasnow. I believe because, that too. Because it. Because it was hip, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, it worked. He got in immediately as soon as he was on the ballot. I would I would think it was Kras. Yeah. Kras now? Okay. Well, I, I would think I don't. But I don't who knows? Mean, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. I mean, I think these guys might know, actually. Ooh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing, it was, this is something I've always just kind of wondered uh, because his production company produces the live performances. But have you guys had any interaction with Tom Hanks? No, no. He, in, in relation he, to the hall, uh, well, he inducted Dave uh, Clark Five. Dave Clark Five did yeah. it. Oh, that's right. Great that was job. great. That was a really good speech. Yeah. That was cool. I remember, like, he did that, and I thought, that's, that's see, really an, an cool. actor. It's not just a record executive. Present company accepted. Uh, <laughs> you know, saying nice things. He was like, he, no, he's but he was a real well. fan. But yeah. the yeah. fact that they yeah. were getting in was so great. Yeah, that's true too. You know, despite uh, the fact Mike Smith had just died. And well, but I mean, but I mean that it seemed it was surprising to me that it actually happened. It really did. So I, the was, fact that he made that correct. great speech was yeah. cool too. The Dave Clark Five were great. Oh, absolutely. A ton of hits. 
A lot. And you know, Bruce Springsteen's kind of like based on the Dave Clark Five. Go on. E Street Band, saxophone. Nobody, oh. no one, all these rock bands don't <laughs> have see. saxophones. That was like a real throwback for uh, the boss. Mm-hmm. Steve Douglas was sort of the reason that Fogarty showed up and made that, because they were very tight. And you said that Fogarty showed up and made some pitch for the Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy, right. Yeah. Because Steve Douglas was his sax player. Fogarty was very no, but when hip to was the Hall it? of Fame. I know, but when was it? was it? before the Credence was no, no, no. It would have been the early yeah. 90s, probably. Let yeah. me tell you. Well, during his solo thing, because Steve Douglas is on that hit, Center Field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talking about Dwayne Eddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how, the circumstance by which Dwayne, Dwayne John Eddie, Fogarty showed up. Dwayne Eddy was really Lester Sill and Lee Hazelwood. Uh-huh. Uh, Teenage Steve Douglas. And they brought him to, they had a label that was distributed like in Philadelphia, uh, by Howard Lipsius, Jamie Garden, right, and that's how it all started. Speaking of Harold Lipsius, Phil Spector does the greatest impression of Harold Lipsius. I have no idea what Harold Lipsius sounds like. I knew Harold. So Harold all I know is how Spector, what Spector's impression is. <laughs> Harold Lipsius was a very nice man. Yeah, I know. A little his, excitable, maybe. I know his daughter <laughs> and his son. No, Marilyn Lipsius. What? Marilyn Lipsius no. is Harold's daughter. No, no. no? Uh, what? She worked for Wea Records in France. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. I got you. But I, 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 I <laughs> is I Alan was, Sherman? Alan Sherman? <laughs> I was very close with all those Philadelphia yeah. people: Bernie Lowe and Cal Man. Cal Man, yeah. The Heater with the Heater, Jerry Blavitt, uh, Dave oh. Appel. The Heater yes. with the Heater. My God, the I boss with the, the sauce. They could the be the boss with the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> For us, you really could be uh, playing a prank on us yeah, and saying these names. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter. No, Jerry Blavitt. Where's my phone? The Geeter, my phone. The Zoom with the Dune. Let me wrap this up. No, no, don't wrap it up. He's going to make a great phone call. <laughs> I'm going to call Jerry Blavitt. <laughs> great. Oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Seymour, you deserted me like Crash deserted the Jews. I said, I'll be gazin. You said, thank gazin. What? I deserted you. How dare you? I'm living in L.A. now. I'm not... Seymour, ask, ask Jerry. You ask him. Oh. Jerry! <laughs> Jerry! If you could do your little intro, you know, where you do Yon Teens and Geeter with the Heater. Jerry, we, we, we had to explain why we're such big fans of yours. I, I'm losing. We're, I'm going to give you back to Seymour. All right. <laughs> All right to, give to, Andy a hug, okay? I'll give Andy a hug. Now, I love you, Jerry. Thank you. Okay. Love you, Seymour. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The berets. i got to give you a hug. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> That's from Jerry. Oh, my gosh. That was truly wild, in a wow. way. Wow, wow, wow. If you I, lived in Philadelphia, we wouldn't have to explain the, anything. Right, oh of course. He's the, he's the man. He's, he's the guy. Since the 50s, and he's still doing it. That's great. He's still on the radio? Yeah. yeah. Incredible. That is, I mean, he's older than me, I think, by a couple of years. He's got a club in, in, uh, in Wildwood. Memories at Margate. 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 Margate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. All right. And he does all these shows. He's actually on those educational TV ads you see with, you know, uh, for, you see doo-wop. The greatest hits of doo wop and yes. these guys will come out. Jerry edu- does those. It's very educational. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's educational. TV. It's on TV. <laughs> it's certainly certainly televised. They try to sell box sets. Of oh CDs yeah, and box stuff. sets.
Uh, well, I want to thank you guys so much for doing this show. We really, really appreciate you making the time, and I hope you guys, uh, you guys. had, a, yeah, had a good uh, good time here. It was really great. Uh, and I want to give you guys the opportunity to, uh, like Seymour, I know you have a, a book, a siren yeah. song. I want to make sure you guys have the opportunity to plug whatever yeah, things you've got going listeners. on. We can start with you, Seymour. But I didn't. Well, well, go ahead. You still do it you, now. No, I'm saying you do it now. I want to give you the time, yeah, right now. It's, about, well, it's on Amazon. Come on. I... I co-wrote my biography, and uh, it's now in its second printing. There's uh, an audio version of it done now as well. And, um, you know, I, um, I I hope that people will read it. Um, I was very fortunate to start when I was so young. So I go way back in rock and roll and... Um, you know, and and in music, not just rock and roll. I love, I love pop music. You know, and um, you know, one it's very strange, but I I do. I mean, every every era had great music uh, before rock and roll, and uh, you know, stretching all the way back. You know, the you know, the New York is the center still. It's where Tin Pan Alley started the great songs and songwriters, and uh, you know I, I try to cover as much of it as I can uh, my my whole life's career. Mm-hmm. The book's called Siren Song. Siren Song is great. the name of it. Yes. Uh, Andy, anything you'd like to plug? Anything you got going on? Yes, uh, I'm playing with a band called. Uh, Tom Kenny in the high season. A great come group. And see, come and see us. Finally got the, the chance to see them earlier this year. Yes, Incredible. And, and also uh, there's some singers in the band called the Damsels, and I've been working with the Damsels on their own, mm-hmm. which is really fun. And so that's going to be available eventually. And what else can I plug? Oh, um, Victoria is a singer I work with. Uh, we do records together that sound like old French records from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of fun. So... Very cool. Look out the for Denzel's, that Denzel's, Victoria, and Tom, Tom Kenny in the, the high seas. seas. There you go. Well, thank you, Andy. Bob, you got anything? Uh, I don't, but my son wrote a book. So you might <laughs> oh, as well, yeah. I mean, you might as well yeah. buy it. It's, it's <laughs> called uh, Going Off. It's the story of Cold Chillin' Records and the Juice Crew, a uh, very important hip-hop label from New York in the 90s. And uh, it's coming out November 8th, I think. And you can pre-order on Amazon, buy hundreds of copies, and get all your holiday shopping done in advance. Yes. He'll really appreciate it. Sounds like a good plan. His name is Ben Merlis. Ben Merlis. Maybe a future guest. We'll see. Uh, He wants to advocate for T-Rex. And I think he should. I think he should. Uh, And you can, of course, uh, email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, at rockhallpod. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you are reviewing because of this episode, I think you should say in the review... Crooner with the tuner. (laughs) Crooner with the tuner. Perfect. We want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. We want to thank Joe Napolitano and Barefoot Recording Studios for letting us record here. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. And Andy, Seymour, Bob, we really appreciate you guys uh, making the time for this. Hope you had a good time. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. Who cares? About the Rock Hall. Look over yonder. What do you see? The sun is rising Most definitely Another
At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.